Hello and welcome to this week's edition of SBC This Week, a roundup of news and views from around the Southern Baptist Convention. SBC This Week is hosted by Amy Whitfield and Jonathan Howe. Hey Jonathan, how's it going? I'm in one of your favorite cities today. Not Nashville, which is nope. one of my favorite cities. Nope. But another one. Yep. DC. Yes. Yes, you are. I've been hearing I've been hearing about it. Lots of my friends are in one of my favorite cities. Yep. This Up week. here Stand for Life going on with uh, the March for Life as well. That's later today. So we're recording this early and then I'll go and uh, stretch my legs a little bit later and walk around the the mall. And hey, I, I think you're probably getting a little bit better weather than they've gotten in years past. I, yeah, so, it's, it's supposed to be pretty nice today. So I'm, I'm excited. Yeah, lot, it's, it's not I like mean, bone chillingly cold. Right. I've seen years of uh, March for Life photos in big snow drifts and everything. You don't have that. But. Yeah. And, you know, and, and I'm also glad it's not raining because I'm not sure I would uh, I would brave that. Well, good for you. Not quite equipped with the uh, the uh, the clothing for that, you know. Maybe right, if I was at right. the house, but not being here. Right, right. Well, grateful for sunshine. So yes, absolutely grateful. Wear a hat. For sunshine. Wear a, wear a oh, hat, a though, hat. or put some sunscreen on. You know, you got a little bit different situation than I, the rest of us. But. I appreciate you looking after me like that. But I, I've go. got my hat. I've got my little toboggan from Iowa that I got this past fall when I was up there for their uh, state annual meeting. So uh, together for Iowa. There you go. I'll be repping that today. All right. All right. Well, hey, Amy, let's jump into it. Uh, once again, thanks to our sponsor, the new Baptist Press Newsletters. If you're looking to stay informed and engaged in the latest missions, discipleship, leadership, and political happenings within the SBC, you can look no further than the brand new Baptist Press Newsletters, BP Missions, Discipleship, Leadership, and Politics. These weekly newsletters offer insightful and thought-provoking content that will deepen your understanding and strengthen your faith. Don't miss out on these valuable newsletters over at baptistpress.com slash subscribe. You can visit that and sign up today. So baptistpress.com slash subscribe. Got a little something else new at Baptist Press this week, and uh, we'll talk about that a little bit later in the episode. But uh, Amy, we, we start with some heartbreaking news out of NAM, uh, found out last Friday night, Clint Clifton, uh, a NAM staffer and also a church planner here in the D.C. area in Dumfries, Virginia, uh, passed away in a plane crash last week. He was piloting the plane. He was the only person on board and uh, crashed on his way back from the NAM headquarters for the a big meeting that they had had back up here to D.C. Yeah. in North Georgia. Yeah, this is so tough. And I did not know Clint. Um, Same. Had- how, how did neither one of us know him? I don't know because I know so many people that did. So it's been, it's been really sad to just hear sort of the pain of so many people uh, at this loss. And uh, man, this is just tough. It's just really, really tough, especially. And I I mean, I think it was really tough for a lot of the folks on the NAM team because it came right after this big team meeting. So they'd all been together and then everybody went home in this happened on the way home. So uh, just, just crushing had uh, five children. And um, so his, his wife uh, and his children were certainly in prayer for them. That's a, it's a long road ahead. And so this is really tough and to his church. Yeah. He had founded pillar church up in the Dumfries area and uh, they have actually set up a, a memorial fund for him in his honor. And if, uh, if you're interested in supporting that, we'll put the link in the show notes to that. But our, our hearts are, are broken for our friends over at NAM. But oddly enough, Amy, 
not the only plane crash involving a Southern Baptist this week. Yeah. Which is really strange. Uh, uh, there was a, a crash in Texas that, that killed four, one still hospitalized, tied to a Memphis church. That's right. So this is Harvest Church in Germantown, and but the crash was in Texas. Those who were killed were uh, Bill Garner, the executive pastor of Harvest Church, and three elders. And then the lead pastor uh, survived the crash, but is hospitalized. Um, so just incredibly difficult. I mean, it's this is tough, you know, uh, and like you said, two in the same week. And, you know, obviously it brings back uh, kind of recall uh, other losses in this way, whether public or, I mean, I thought uh, about uh, Forrest Pollock, which was years and years ago, but a pastor in Florida that was lost um, in this way. And it's just, it's just tough. Yeah, it, it really is. There's just no other way around it. So uh, really, really heavy hearts this week across the SBC. Uh, oddly enough, both plane crashes. So yeah, um, I mean, that's just something we don't see a lot of. And to have that happen to our SBC family twice in one week, it shocking. Yeah. It's it's hard to start to show off with such sad and tragic news this week, but um, but here we are. And um just just tough. So uh, be in prayer for our friends at NAM, be in prayer for our friends over in Memphis at, at Harvest Church. Um just uh you know, heavy hearts this week in the SBC. That's right. So, That's right. Uh some other news, Amy. On a positive note, the WMU. Uh, the leaders at the WMU, their board, and everybody were able to meet for the first time in three years earlier this month down in Birmingham, and uh, they have a report from that. Yes. <clears throat> yeah, so more than 200 leaders met uh, along with guests from uh, North American Mission Board, International Mission Board, um, and some other some other groups. Uh, they ha- did some business. They approved their audit report. They also approved $200 million as the goal for the Lottie Moon Christmas offering for 2023 and approved $75 million as the goal for next year's 2024 Annie Armstrong Easter offering. Um, and then they, you know, talked through finances. They, they had a pretty significant loss just because of uh, investments in the stock market. So they, they walked through all of that. And then they had just a great time, I think, with some uh, prayer, some testimonies. Willie McLaurin was down there. He led led a, a conference and, and preached a sermon. Kevin Ezell brought a report uh, to them. Todd Lafferty from the IMB brought a report. And so uh, it was a very, uh, they, they had some business they needed to take care of, but also a very mission-focused meeting. Yes. So uh, it's good to see them. I think the last couple of years, I mean, obviously 2021, they weren't able to meet because uh, I don't think anybody was meeting really at that point yet. Uh, big meetings and things like that. So they had to do everything virtually. 2022, uh, that was when we had the uh, kind of a, a COVID spike and they, they weren't able to meet last year. So this year, being able to, to get to that. So that's good for them and uh, glad that they were able to finally get together for their January board meeting. Uh, Long held tradition there at WMU. And uh, good to see that report from them. Also, some good news this week from the FBI. We've talked a little bit in the past about some crisis pregnancy centers who have been vandalized uh, by activists, or we really don't know. That's that's kind of the thing. The, the FBI has actually stepped in and offered a $25,000 reward for information that leads to uh, an arrest in these vandalizations. So uh, the, some of them had been, uh, I think, burned. Some of them had been spray-painted. They had been windows broken. So uh, there's a story at Baptist Press about a, a reward being offered by the FBI 
for this uh, to kind of, you know, find out what's going on with the uh, vandalization of several of these crisis pregnancy centers across the country. So that, that news kind of comes like literally on the cusp of the March for Life today. So that, that news came out yesterday from the FBI. So a uh, good timing on their part for that. Uh, and if you yeah. have any information or know of anything, uh, you could report that. The information for that is in the show notes. A couple of updates, Amy, with some uh, kind of some celebratory news, but sad at the same time here in the Middle Tennessee area. Brentwood Baptist pastor Mike Glenn announced last week that he is uh, stepping down as the pastor there at Brentwood Baptist. Yeah, so he's pastored there for 32 years, very well known, especially for all the uh, impact that Brentwood Baptist has had in the Nashville area. Um, He said the time has come for someone else to lead Brentwood Baptist Church into the future that I'm convinced God has uh, for our church. Um, He said that he will uh, refocus his ministry to encouraging other pastors, wants to spend time working with pastors, church planters, and leaders in Middle Tennessee. Um, so he t- it also mentioned that what he loves the most is working with camp- with the campus pastors. So that's in kind of a mentoring role. And uh, he wants to do more of that. So, uh, you know, the, a lot of times we hear some of these retirement announcements. Um, Mike Glenn has had quite a ministry career. And I uh, know it has impacted a lot of people, including a lot of people we know and care about. So, uh, yeah, so it'll be that it's a sad, um, but also really exciting as he considers next steps. Yeah. So, uh, be in prayer for that church as they seek their leader, you know, having a new pastor is tough regardless, but following somebody who's been there 32 years, that's, that's going to be a, a tough one there. So, um, uh, so we wish them all the best in their search for a new pastor. And speaking of searching for new leaders, Amy, the, Baptist General Convention of Texas, the Texas Baptists. I uh, remember David Hardage announced his retirement, retired at the end of last year. They are officially accepting resumes for the new executive director search there. You can find out more information and submit your best friend at txb.org slash EDSC. So that's uh, TXB for Texas Baptist.org slash EDSC. All the information is over in the story at Baptist Press. They're accepting resumes and nominations through the end of January. So you got about 10 days to get that in if you're interested in that. And uh, Amy, I think that's going to do it for us this week. Started out with some heavy news, but uh, that's what we do here. We talk about it every week here on the podcast. So that's going to bring us to my favorite part of the week this week in SBC history. Amy, blow our minds. All right, we're going to go to 1949 to a uh, a, a big thing that a pastor of Fort Mitchell Baptist Church in Covington, Kentucky, was doing to try and attract uh, young people to the church. He installed a television receiver in the youth center. This is like two Huge weeks in a row about deal. TVs. I know, right? It just I'm totally drawn to it. So what year was this one? It's at nineteen forty-nine. Whoa. So they 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 purchased and installed a console type television receiver. Said they think it's a first in youth recreational programs in American churches. He said, We know our young people want to have a good wholesome time and we feel they should. We installed this television set so that our people can have a choice about where they view their programs. So they already had an extensive rec program, five basketball teams and church leagues, and uh, felt like this was a great 
way to sort of bring people from the community. But it also, the story began, he wanted young people to view their television programs in a more wholesome atmosphere than a beer tavern. So I looked up some stats on this and it said that in 1950, only 9% of American households had a television set. But by 1960, that was 90%. So in a 10-year span of the 1950s, that's when televisions actually came into homes. So in 1949, they wouldn't have been. They would have been in community places. And I guess in Covington, it was in beer taverns. So Pastor Richardson was basically trying to say, we're going to bring and put one here because then it will bring people from the community. And I just was fascinated because obviously now you go into youth and student ministry and what you're saying is, hey, kids, put those phones away where you're trying to watch Netflix while we're... uh, while we're talking, but, uh, so they, they carry a TV in their pocket now, but back then it was actually being used to bring people to, uh, the church, to the church's recreational program. Um, so I just, I found it fascinating. Yes, it was two weeks in a row. We got a theme here in January, but a a great outreach step being made in Kentucky this week in SBC history. All right. Since it did this last week, you want to think about the uh, the top shows in 1949? Um, no, I just want you to tell me. All right. Uh, you've, you've heard of a couple of these. Uh, number one, and I, I don't think this should be any surprise that this was the top show, being that it's still kind of famous in you know TV lore, The Lone Ranger. Okay. So that was the number yeah. one show in 1949. Uh, also in the, the top shows, The Roadrunner Show. So they, they could sit around the youth room and watch The Roadrunner and Wile E. Coyote. And wonder where Wiley Coyote, like, where did he get that Acme catalog? There so, you go. Yeah. yeah. And and a lot of other things that I've never heard of. So uh, right. Casper, the uh, the ghost in a little What? Car- you don't cartoon. know Casper? I know that one. I'm just saying a lot of other things that I've never heard of. That's the one I have. Um, okay. Like what the were the Faye, ones you've never the heard Faye of? The Faye Emerson show. No, don't know that one. Yeah. Uh, Martin Kane's drama. Uh, Time nope. for Beanie. I know um, Time for Beanie. Okay. The the Aldrich family. Yep. Okay. One called Mama. One. Yeah. That's a oh. that was a very popular one. Okay. Very yeah, popular. it ran for like eight or nine years. So yeah, yeah. I, I could see that. Um the Goldbergs, but not the one that was on ABC a few years ago. Yeah, you know? no, the Goldbergs I think was a big um it maybe had been a big radio show and then transitioned to TV. Oh, okay. All right. Well. Captain Video and his video rangers. Yep, I've heard of that one. My you're, parents you're better have, than I am. Well, my parents have this book that's about the history of television and it has all these pictures and stuff. And I used to love looking uh, at it when I was a kid. So that's okay. where I know of a lot of these that I don't, yeah. I don't know a ton about them. I just remember looking through. Yeah. I don't that. know these. So you're better than I am on this. Yep. All right. Well, that's uh, interesting. Go see what TV nugget you'll find next week. So that's, uh, I'll try. Falling into I'll a try. routine here. That's right. So, All right. Well, hey, that's going to bring us to our resources of the week. Amy, your resource of the week is? Well, keeping with that theme and the difference in the way we have relationships with technology, I am currently reading um, a book by Andy Crouch, pretty new. It's called The Life We're Looking For, Reclaiming Relationship in a Technological World. And it is really good. Good. I'm glad you found something good to read this week. Yes. Yes. So I, uh, I, what's, what's funny is I got it on Kindle, which I read on my iPad. So there are times that I'm reading it thinking, 
this feels a little self-defeating here, but he's the one, I mean, he's the one that's selling it as an ebook. So uh, I'm using technology to read a book about uh, how to better, you know, how to better handle technology. So, uh, but anyway, it's really, really good and kind of gets into, you know, a lot of the same stuff about how technology is really changing us, uh, but what it means to kind of have human relationships in a world that's become increasingly infiltrated by technology. Huh. So, all right. Well, I have some new technology as my resource of the world. Yes, you do. Yes, you do. <laughs> so we, yeah. Thanks for making me feel terrible about this now, Amy. Uh, but it's it's beneficial technology. If you wanted, if you ever want to listen to Baptist Press articles, now you can. Uh, at least selected right. articles. So not all the backlist is is converted because you have to convert each article manually. But we have a new tool over at BaptistPress.com that you can listen to an article. So everything kind of moving forward will be audio versions of the articles at the top. You can just click on play this article and it'll play the article for you. You can change the speeds if you want to listen to it faster than the one time speed. You can do that. It's uh, kind of some new technology we were able to get onto the platform and integrate into our articles. And now you have uh, the opportunity to listen to Baptist Press articles. So maybe you're driving or walking or doing something and you just, you're like, I don't have time to read that, but it can read it to me. I mean, it's not perfect because it's AI generated, but it's it's close enough. Uh, you you kind of get the point, and and it it works. So, I'm right. uh, I'm pretty pleased with it. And a uh, quick little install this week on that. Got something else new coming. I think next week uh, that will launch next week or the week after. So uh, some some new new things for the new year over at BaptistPress dot com. All right. All right, Amy. I've got to go and get ready for the March for Life here. In D.C., and by go and get ready, I mean go find a pastry for breakfast at a local pastry shop that's right down the street. Have a good one. There's a pistachio croissant with my name on it. All right. I know you're jealous. Very much so. Well, enjoy. All right. Well, hey, folks, thanks again for joining us this week. We'll see you next week. See you next week. See you next week.